What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is Friday, September 2nd, 2022. Today on the show, we're looking at the remainder of the Dolphins roster moves, reported signings for the practice squad, injury reserve, transactions, lots to get into here from a roster building construction standpoint here on Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of the DraftNetwork.com, and your host here on Locked On Dolphins. I want to thank you guys. We're making Locked On Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. We are back in the saddle with our regularly scheduled program routine. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. And sources can confirm off to a good start for college football for yours truly over on Bet Online. A couple of exciting games uh, yesterday, and that's always a fun bit of. Um, Attention to pay throughout the course of the fall season is college prospects uh, to watch. But that's not where we're focused today. Today's uh, intent is more to look at players who are back with the Dolphins after the offseason cuts. Your uh, practice squad players, uh, players who might be with the team short term because they're taking the place of perhaps a new player that's been placed on injured reserve in the last 24 hours and uh, a lot of moving parts here and this is kind of why i gave this uh, process as it played out this year a little bit of space to breathe right is to give a chance to let kind of the dust settle and this will continue to to evolve and transactions will continue to take shape but uh, i want to shout out our friends over at uh, dolphins wire uh, where I used to reside. Uh, we're going to look at their practice squad tracker for the Dolphins and look at the players who um, have been locked in, uh, look at the young players that Miami was to get their hands back on, and then we could talk about some some roster cuts from there. Uh, wide receiver Braylon Sanders, and I do want to give uh, just some brief thoughts on each of the players that have been added to the practice squad. Uh, in the spirit of uh, roster assessment and roster evaluation. And Braylon Sanders is a guy who flashed quite a bit. Uh, there were some consistency stuff, a couple of drops. And when you're trying to make the roster, especially in a crowded wide receiver room like that, like that's the exact thing you can ill afford to have, right? Is is too much inconsistency. Now, I think you show good burst. I think you go show good speed. I think he's uh, needs needs to show more growth as a route runner. Uh, and, and more consistency with the hands. But there is something here for Braylon Sanders, and I think he can play and be on a 53-man roster at the NFL level, and it's just going to be a question of, okay, like how quickly can he come along for the Dolphins? Uh, but you, you're going to have a chance to most likely see him on the practice squad throughout the year. I can't imagine he's a player that would get poached, uh, given some of the other options that are out there for teams that need to add wide receivers, but uh, we'll see. Our next player is offensive tackle Larnell Coleman. And this one should not be a surprise, right? Coleman, 
a seventh round draft choice by the team in 2021. The team has had a lot of time spent with him. And I did think he showed, you know, we, we should acknowledge amidst as you're talking about who's going to be on the 53 man roster. Well, Larno Coleman, if he's on your 53, is your swing tackle or death player. Like you got problems, right? Like that's based on the film. But if you base the film and contrast it to what we saw from Larno Coleman one year prior, I actually think you saw a fair amount of growth from Larno Coleman. And that's very exciting. And that's exactly why this kind of player uh, becomes someone who you prioritize and get back on the practice squad. Because I do think Larnell Coleman coming out of UMass, everybody kind of knew what his uh, forecast, short-term forecast looked like. And it's it's the mystery of the long-term that makes it interesting. And having Larnell Coleman locked in, I'm happy for. Uh, Kalon Barnes, who is a name who Dolphins fans may not know. But what I could tell you about Kalon Barnes is he comes from Baylor and he ran the fastest 40 time uh, when he came out in the NFL draft. And this is um, this is the shot in the dark without eating up the 53-man roster spot, right? You know, th- this is somebody that we want to get our hands on and kind of see how they assimilate, and you have speed, so you feel good about that from a man-to-man standpoint. Obviously, there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, but this is one of those acorn-type things. You're, you're looking for acorns. And sometimes you find a rock. Sometimes you find an acorn. You find a lot more rocks than you do acorns. But um, Kalon Barnes, I, I like the potential fit if he continues to grow as a player. Now, very excited about the next one. Everybody knows this player. If you've been paying attention to the preseason and this year's NFL draft, Cameron Good back on the practice squad. And I would have been very surprised, as, as I said at the beginning of the week, that if Good was claimed by someone just because there's such a high volume of players who end up getting cut at this time of year. But Cameron Good, man, like he he played really well in the preseason. He made a lot of he looked like a more well-rounded player than what I expected based off of who he I thought he was at Cal. And that's a credit to Cameron Good. That's a credit to the system. It's a credit to the fit. It's a credit to the evaluation that he would be somebody who could come in here and make this hard as a seventh round pick. But I think the the opportunities for Cameron Good are are going to come sooner or later. It's a question of whether or not they come with Miami or they come somewhere else. But th- this will be a player who who gets on a 53-man roster at some point. It's just going to be, is it for the Dolphins or is it going to be for somebody else? And depending on injuries, you might see the game day elevation for him, the way the practice squad works. You can identify two players on any given week to elevate and dress for games, even though they're on the practice squad. Depending on how injuries shake out in certain spots for Miami, if they get thin there, like he could be a player I could absolutely see called up and play some teams and eat up some of those snaps. Our next name here is Verone McKinley, the third safety, Oregon Ducks. And I know there was a lot of, what's the word I want to use? Uh, excitement around the news that McKinley was signing with the team when he did after the draft and all the ball production that he had. But uh, at the end of the day, McKinley is swimming a bit of an uphill stream. Because when you watched him on tape and you, you saw how the interceptions came, a lot of them were just, I'm leveraged over top of routes and the ball's overthrown. 
and then you see uh, the athletic profile is not as dynamic as what you would maybe expect for a ball hawking free safety. He's going to have to overcome those, but to overcome those, you're going to have to always take the right angle. You're going to have to always anticipate things very quickly above average for your processing speed. And then execute when you get in positions to make plays on the ball or be at the catch point or tackle in the alley. And that takes time, right? So uh, I love the um, chemistry that he has with Javon. Obviously, they play together. But for Roma McKinley being a player who I think is is on the practice squad, I don't know that I feel he has the same ceiling as Cameron Good and uh, Braylon Ed, or Sanders and Kalon Barnes do. But he's a player who makes sense to keep in here because he has a chemistry with Javon. And if you need to tap into the well for a bottom pool, bottom of the roster pool guy, I do think Bro McKinley can be that guy. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, podcasts, including this year's opening weekend games. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing onward here after Romakin, let me have Port Augustine. Porter's an interesting case study, right? Because usually, and, and there are amended rules to the practice squad that give more flexibility for uh, tenured players that get added to the practice squad. But usually, guys like Porter Gustin uh, get a couple shots in a couple spaces, and then it doesn't manifest, and they don't get another crack. Well, we're sitting here looking at Porter Gustin came in and played well for the Dolphins in the preseason, and I'm glad that he's getting another crack at things. And uh, you think about who the Dolphins perhaps wanted Vince Beagle to be before all the injuries set in with him. This is the same kind of player, right? And it might not have a super high ceiling, uh, but he plays a physical brand of football. And football is a big people game, and it is a big people typically beat around small people. And um, Porter Gustin being a guy who has the physicality that he has at the point of attack, I don't know what the ceiling is. Again, if I were to put in, in a list the order of guys with, with upside versus downside, I would certainly say Porter Gustin's probably on the lower half of the practice squad, but he is a player. And that's more so because he's played for a while, right? And you kind of get a sense of you know who he is. But um, nevertheless, I, I am glad that he was a player that they managed to bring back in, given just how well he played in preseason. So Quandre White, on the other hand, running back, undrafted rookie out of South Carolina, uh, made some plays. But I think the thing for Zaquandre. Uh, moving forward is, is I think you have to see um, less variance from play to play, right? You got to see more in the same way that we talked about with Braylon Sanders. You're going to have to be more stable with all of your plays. And that extends beyond just running the ball, right? Like that's, I think about the uh, 
third down conversion that the Dolphins and and Skylar Thompson got uh, with the throw to Preston Williams, where they tried to run the boot at, or the play action, get out into the flat, ran a little spacing concept, and they had a fullback in the game, and Zuquandri was the uh, running back, and they ran the bluff with the fullback to then get out into the flat and Zaquandre goes through his play fake and there's a guy off the edge and there's a linebacker inside that comes screaming through and both of them, it was kind of like a freeze, like, Oh, where, like, who do I take? And he didn't touch either one of them. And that's the worst thing you can do, right? Is it's like, even if you're going to make mistakes, make mistakes at a hundred miles per hour. And I think for Zaquandre, that is, I don't have a whole lot of questions about his ability to be somebody who can make plays with the ball, right? It's more so, okay, like all the other things that consist of operating within an offense and executing as needed, like those are the things that I think Saquandre is really going to have to to dial in. Uh, River Craycraft was a no-brainer if he didn't get claimed by somebody else because he played really well. And um, the the ceiling, again, like Porter Gustin, he's a guy who's lingered around for a few years. Um, but he knows this system. He's a good route runner. He's just not somebody who athletically is going to create a lot of challenges against man-to-man coverage unless he has um, unless he has the space to work in the slot. If you're going to put River Craycraft outside, I don't think he's necessarily going to consistently win routes with any level of effectiveness. But put him in the slot in a play-action heavy offense and ask him to sell routes, yes, he can do that. And he does do that. And I think that's where you've seen him in the preseason kind of really show some teeth. So he was a no-brainer to bring back Ben Stilley, the defensive lineman from Nebraska, UDFA. I was a little worried he might get plucked. A little worried he might get plucked. Uh, but Benito Jones was the defensive lineman that actually got plucked instead uh, for the Dolphins. And quite frankly, that's a trade that I will take seven days a week and twice on Sundays. Um, Stilly is more less of your nose tackle, more of your uh, odd front defensive end, hand in the dirt, B gap defender. And I would not have a great level of concern if he ever had to be called up and play on a Sunday. Like I think, I think he can physically do it. Now, was it ideal? No, not necessarily. Um, Niles Scott. Defensive tackle. What's interesting about Niall Scott is Niall Scott was a late addition to the party. Really, I mean, if we're being honest, um, he was cut in, who was it? I think it was when they put Mackenzie Alexander on IR, which, by the way, he was waived from injured reserve. They reached an injury settlement with him. So Mackenzie Alexander no longer on injured reserve, free to sign with any player or with any team as he pleases. But um, Niall Scott, I thought, popped against Philadelphia for some of his quickness and size and movement skills. So an interesting player uh, to take a look at. Our next one is our next reported one, I should say. No, then you know what? The team did announce this one. The team announced 11 yesterday at 
five o'clock at night, and they announced an additional roster move that we're going to talk about here in just a second. Uh, James Empey, uh, which is an interesting ad. He was a UDFA, played at BYU, four-year starter, started all 41 games he was in. He was a freshman All-American in 2018. And he can move a little bit. Uh, James Empey, I thought, and he played well for Dallas in the preseason. Dallas just kind of got caught up in, well, Tyron Smith is going to come back. We've got two other guys on the center that can are on the roster that can snap that are playing inside in, in Tyler B. Addison, Connor, and McGovern. But Tyron Smith's going to come back from his injury at some point, so we can't put him on the IR before the 53 roster cut. We have to put him on after. So they ended up losing an extra offensive line spot, and because MP, I don't think necessarily has a ton of positional flexibility. I think he's a, a more of a true and true center. Uh, this is a really nice ad for Miami. I, I think he's a player who, especially when you look at the parallels from him and Alec Lindstrom, who a lot of people were hoping to see the Dolphins go out and get because of his relationship with Matt Applebaum at Boston College. I would rather have James Envy if we're being honest. So I, I like that ad to the practice squad quite a bit. And then Freddie Swain. This was reported by ESPN's Jeremy Fowler. Uh, yesterday around 6 o'clock at night, wide receiver Freddie Swain, formerly of the University of Florida, had options after his release from Seattle, chose to go to the practice squad in Miami, and man, Swain's a pretty good athletic profile. I will say that just as much as anything else. I want to make sure I get his numbers right. Good recall, but my recall's not that good. Uh, Freddie Swain, six foot 197. 446 in the 40 yard dash, 36 and a half inch vertical, uh, 10 feet, four inches in the broad jump, 7.05 seconds in the three cone drill, 16 bench press reps, 4.26 seconds in the 20 yard shuttle. He's a pretty solid athlete. Uh, he's not a super dynamic mismatch type, but for his size, he's he's got some juice and you, you like bringing a guy like that into the fray if you are the Dolphins, to kind of see, you know, what what else? Again, it's it's acorn season. And Freddie Swain is a player who, I believe he actually played for Seattle. Yeah, like he's been a productive NFL player. He's got 38 career catches for 502 yards and six touchdowns the last two seasons. It's a great add to the practice squad. You kidding me? And I had a feeling like you, you were probably never going to get Muhammad Sanu to sign up, right? Like Sanu's played in the league a really long time. Probably don't want to play on practice squad. Maybe he does. I don't know. But I think there's more upside athletically with Freddie Swain at this point, even if Muhammad Sanu surprised me with how well he's moving. Uh, you, you just don't know how those older bodies are going to handle like the full duration of an NFL season. So I love the additions of Barnes, Swain, and Empey for the Dolphins. I think that those are very logical uh, transactions. Now, as, as we mentioned, uh, Mackenzie Alexander cut from the IR. Uh, the Dolphins also announced their captains yesterday. Um, we're going to acknowledge captains, and we are going to acknowledge one additional roster move that was made here today still on Locked On Dolphins. So the Dolphins announced captains, but before we get to captains, we do have to acknowledge the Dolphins placing safety 
Clayton Fezdlum on injured reserve, and in turn adding Justin Bethel to the roster. And from a special teams perspective, I consider it a push. Um, Fezdlum is a player that that here's here's how I'll quantify it. Fezdlum's a player that if he ever plays defensive snaps in a meaningful game, you're probably going to regret it. Justin Bethel is a player who, if he has to play snaps in a meaningful game, I do not think is going to kill you or be a total liability out there on defense. But let's talk about these captains. Captains for Miami, the team named seven. They are Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback. Tyreek Hill, wide receiver. Teron Armstead, offensive tackle. Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle. Elandon Roberts, linebacker. Xavier Howard, cornerback. Javon Holland, safety. Those are your seven captains for the Miami Dolphins. And here's what stands out to me. The only player, and this is very impressive for this individual, the only player that is representing the Dolphins as a captain for more than the first time is Elena Roberts. This is his third time. He's been here three seasons. And we we all made the big stinks that we did last year about the captain selection process and why it was what it was and why it was who it was and all that stuff. But to see Tonga Valoa, and obviously Tyreek Hill, Tron Armstead, like those guys were brought in here with a purpose, right? And, and they are manifesting that purpose by being represented as captains. Xavier Howard, I think it was surprising to learn he'd never been a captain before, but um, as he continues to mature and and is the face of the secondary, or at least one of the faces of the secondary with him and Javon Holland, uh, I I do think it's it's notable that he does represent and carry himself with the the captain C. But to see Christian Wilkins, Tua Tungvalu, and Javon Holland serving as captains. I think that is huge given the, again, the direction of the team, the intention of the rebuild, the investment that was made into those players. To have those players represent you as captains, I think it's a big win. And if they go out and they take care of business the way that they're capable of taking care of business on the field, Miami will have a successful season. Point blank, period. Next week on the show, We are going to be getting ready for uh, game week. It is our first game week of the 2022 season, preparing for the week one contest at home against the New England Patriots. Greatly looking forward to that. So make sure you hit subscribe on the podcast. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. Your team every day. Fins up, Kyle Krabs. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day. Make it a great weekend. I'll talk with you all again on Monday.